1: So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. This episode may contain content not suitable for some audiences, including crimes against children, mentions of suicide, descriptions of a graphic nature, and adult language at times. Listener discretion is advised.
2: The 3rd of March 2012 had started like any other Saturday for the police officer on duty in London's East End. But when two men, Tony and Danny McCluskey and their friend Nicole, stepped into the station that evening instantly turned into one of those that the officers would never forget. As soon as Tony and Danny explained that nobody had seen their sister for two days and mentioned her name, the officers knew this was not going to be a typical missing persons case. And yet, they never imagined how horrifying and shocking the investigation into Gemma McCluskey's disappearance would be. You are listening to True Crime Britain. Join me, Rhiannon, each Wednesday as I tell the solved and unsolved stories of some of the most disturbing Mysterious and heartbreaking crimes committed throughout the United Kingdom. Welcome to this week's episode. 29 year old Gemma McCluskey was a familiar face in many British households. She played Kerry Skinner in 34 episodes of EastEnders one of the most popular soap operas in the UK after her character was written out of the show and while she was waiting for her next big thing Gemma worked hard as a barmaid to provide for her family Gemma lived in a flat in Shoreditch together with her brother Tony and her mother Pauline who was terribly sick. After her mother was diagnosed with a brain tumour in 2011, Gemma acted as a carer for Pauline. Gemma was a very family-oriented person, always ensuring that her loved ones had everything they needed. Overall, Gemma was this lovely, bubbly, smiley and cheeky girl who was described as... A wonderful friend with a heart of gold. Thanks to her captivating personality, nobody ever doubted that Gemma was destined to be a star, or so everybody thought, until Gemma went missing. According to Tony, he was the last person who saw Gemma on Thursday the 1st of March when she left home without mentioning where she was going or when she was coming back. Despite the fact that this was not Gemma's normal behaviour, the police weren't too concerned. After all, she was an adult who had every right to take a few days for herself and, quote, go missing. Nothing at this point suggested foul play, so Gemma could just return home at any moment and apologise for worrying her family. However, Gemma's friends could not shake off the feeling that something was terribly wrong. Why would a person, who was normally so very active on social media and was constantly texting her family members and friends, suddenly stop responding to everyone In addition, Pauline had been hospitalised just six weeks prior due to an infection, and Gemma had visited her every single day. She would never voluntarily stop seeing her mother. Although, it was difficult not to think about the possibility that Gemma had left with the purpose of taking her own life. She had lost her dream role in EastEnders, and her acting career had been at a standstill ever since. And on top of that, Gemma was now losing her beloved mother. Everyone has their breaking points. So, fearing the worst, Gemma's friends and family organized a search and distributed missing persons posters all over the East End. As soon as Gemma's former co-stars, including Brooke Seller and Martin McCutcheon, heard about her disappearance, they began to spread the word on social media to appeal for information. Everybody hoped that as millions of people were familiar with Gemma's face, somebody would soon come forward saying they had seen her, and the police would get an idea of her movements. It was hard to believe that Gemma could have just disappeared without a trace. So far, the police had learned that Gemma had attended the £650 million opening of the new Royal London Hospital in Whitechapel on the morning of the 1st of March because her friend's child was singing in the school choir. This was confirmed by checking photographs taken at the event, where Gemma can be seen in the crowd wearing a bright yellow jacket and holding her phone as she recorded the choir. Later that afternoon, Gemma was home with Tony before leaving again without saying where she was going. It wasn't until Gemma's friend went around asking local business owners if they had seen her, that it was discovered Gemma may have entered a kebab shop that evening at around 8pm. While the information was not groundbreaking, it was still a step forward, and Gemma's friends and family were excited that they had narrowed down her timeline. But unfortunately, the feeling only lasted for a brief moment, When the police went to check the CCTV footage of the kebab shop, they found nothing. Gemma had never been there on the night she disappeared. In the blink of an eye, the investigation was back to square one. Soon enough, national newspapers also began writing about the former EastEnders star's disappearance. Gemma's case quickly gained awareness and spread across the country. And yet, hour after hour and day after day passed without any new leads. And every second, the chances of Gemma being found unharmed grew thinner. As they had absolutely no idea where to look for Gemma, The police searched everywhere they could possibly think. They visited local shops and checked more CCTV cameras. But every time, the officer returned empty-handed. It was like the earth had opened up and swallowed Gemma, leaving no evidence of her fate. But then... On the fifth day of his sister's disappearance, Tony suddenly received a series of strange phone calls. The person on the other end claimed they knew exactly what had happened to Gemma. In fact, they had kidnapped her and they wanted money in exchange for her release. During the first call the kidnapper demanded £2 million that needed to be delivered to Bentley International Station. If Tony didn't do as he was told, Gemma would die. The second time around, the stranger asked for the same £2 million, but also demanded £500 in Iraqi currency. Tony told the police, that when he asked to speak with his sister, the kidnapper said that Gemma was kept naked and alone in a room. It was horrifying for Gemma's family to learn that she was in the hands of people who were ready to kill her. But at the same time, they now had hope that she was still alive and she could be rescued. The police were able to trace the calls to an address over 30 miles away in Kent, and they hurried to the scene. However, soon after arriving, the officers discovered that the phone calls had been nothing else other than a cruel hoax orchestrated by drunken teenagers. The boys had thought it would be funny to torment the missing woman's family, not understanding that Gemma's loved ones were already in the middle of a living nightmare. So, once again, the police had to sit down and really think about where to look next. But before they had time to resume the investigation properly, the search for Gemma McCluskey ended in the worst possible way.
0: and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Borough purchase at borough.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at borough.com slash ACAST.
2: On the 6th of March, 2012, officers responded to a call of a suspicious object floating in the Regent's Canal close to Hackney's Broadway Market. The object in question was a suitcase, which was then brought ashore and opened. Inside, the investigators discovered a headless torso of a woman. The police knew immediately that they had just found the partial remains of Gemma McCluskey. When the young woman had been reported missing a few days earlier, the police learned she had a butterfly tattoo on her back. Even though all the usual body parts used for identification were gone, that tattoo was still clearly visible on the torso. Soon after, DNA tests further confirmed that this was Gemma. The shocking news about the sad and horrifying development in the case quickly spread across London and the whole nation. It was impossible to comprehend that a young woman had disappeared so suddenly without a trace and had then been found murdered and in pieces in a canal. Gemma was a person many people had seen on their TV screens. Her untimely and brutal death touched people across the country. How could someone do such a thing to another human being, and why? Without having any apparent suspects, the police began their hunt for the killer. They searched the Regent's Canal for the rest of Gemma's remains and any other evidence. Within a few days... Investigators found limbs that had been disposed of in rubbish bags, but Gemma's head remained missing. The medical examiner noticed bruises on Gemma's body that indicated she might have been beaten before her death. But more disturbingly, were the nearly 100 hack or axe marks on her torso. Whoever the killer was, they had clearly been furious, as if Gemma's murder had been a crime of passion. But who would have been so angry with Gemma? The more the investigators looked into it, the more it began to seem like she had died in the hands of somebody she knew. As the police continued to put together the timeline of the day of the disappearance, they learned that Gemma had told her friend that she had argued with her 35-year-old brother, Tony. Gemma and Tony were opposite personalities. While she was lovely, smiley and ambitious, Tony was an academic failure, disruptive and addicted to drugs. Tony lacked direction in life. Nothing really interested him. He didn't have the motivation to finish school or work. The only thing Tony really enjoyed was drinking and smoking weed all day at the apartment he shared with Gemma and their mother. While Gemma could not stand her brother's behaviour... Tony resented her for being more successful than him. Needless to say, when Pauline was then hospitalised... and she was no longer present to keep things calm... Gemma and Tony began to argue non-stop. But even though the situation was undoubtedly spiralling out of control... could it really have gotten so bad... That Tony butchered his own sister? Perhaps he could have gotten angry enough to hit Gemma, but murdering and mutilating someone is a whole nother level. Still, Gemma's friends had been present when she spoke on the phone the day she died, and Tony had shouted so loud everybody in the room had heard him. In the end, Gemma had enough and told Tony to bag up his belongings and get out of the house but unsurprisingly he didn't listen according to Gemma's friends she then headed home to confront Tony and kick him out and that was the last time anybody heard from her at this point the police had heard enough and Tony McCluskey was arrested on suspicion of his sister's murder. As the family home was then searched, the investigators discovered drops of blood in the bathroom and kitchen, as well as a missing knife. Furthermore, as more CCTV footage was checked, the police saw Tony dragging a heavy suitcase into a taxi... No matter how unimaginable the situation was, there were absolutely no questions left about whether or not Tony had something to do with Gemma's death. On the 10th of March 2012, Tony McCluskey was charged with his sister's murder and almost a year later, on the 13th of January 2013, The trial began at the Old Bailey. Now, Tony did admit he was responsible for Gemma's death, saying they had argued about an overflowing bath before punching his sister to the floor. But conveniently, he claimed he didn't remember anything else as Gemma's head had finally been found on September the 10th, 2012. It was confirmed she had died because of several blows to the head with a blunt instrument. Afterwards, Tony spent hours dismembering her body, and yet, he said he had no recollection of his actions. Tony also pleaded guilty to manslaughter but denied murder because of a loss of control. But the thing is, that even if a person simply loses control and kills someone in the heat of passion, they usually stop way earlier than Tony did. He kept hitting his sister over and over again, and then dismembered her body, trying to hide what he had done so that he would not get into trouble. In the end, Tony was found guilty of murder on the 30th of January 2013 and sentenced to life imprisonment with a minimum term of 20 years. The heartbreaking thing is that the sibling's father, Anthony McCluskey, tried to stand by his son. After all, He had already lost the love of his life, his daughter Gemma. But due to the fact that Tony has never shown even a tiny bit of remorse, Anthony eventually gave up and disowned his firstborn son. And just like that, a family lost two children just because one of them refused to become a better person. Thank you for listening to this week's episode and thank you for your kind messages of support, feedback, positive reviews, and of course, your patience. I really do appreciate it and I love reading what you have to say. For transcripts, photos, credits, and resources relating to today's episode, please visit www.truecrimebritain.com. If you'd like to access things like ad-free, early release and bonus episodes, I'd love you to consider supporting the show by joining me on Patreon, where you could get access to all that and even more rewards from just £1 a month. You can join now by visiting www.patreon.com forward slash Britain or see the episode description. Don't forget, you can also like, follow, and or subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss a future episode. There are some big cases coming up and I wouldn't want you to miss out. You can also follow me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and YouTube for regular case updates. Just search for True Crime Britain. If you're already supporting me on Patreon, you can find next week's episode already there waiting for you. I hope you enjoy the rest of your week, and please stay safe.
1: If you are affected by any of the content featured in today's episode, please see the show notes, Or visit www.truecrimebritain.com where you can find links to further support.
0: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more.